Are you lost again? After everything I've done for you? Goodfellow's already won. Everything you do, just play right into his hand. Now that I know it's there, I don't want anything to happen to Atlantis either. We can take a look into what the future holds. This outcome, Sieb has created a new pocket dimension for Atlantis to go. Now that we all know each other, let's plan for the end of the world. All four courts are united as one. Are you telling me that Jack Frost is in league with Goodfellow again? Oh yes. Jack Frost hates me. Whoever these gear people are, they got some of your DNA or someone close to you. I think I'm just gonna have to go have a chat with Genevieve. We're in Tallahassee fighting my undead dad. I mean, all I could think about was being able to see you again. <laughs> Is that Ford? I have a follow-up question before I answer that. Mm-hmm. Can I kiss you? I think Sarah would just pull her in. I was hoping you would read it with me. Of course, Marag. I am guilty. I should be punished. But when empathetic eyes review this case, I hope they see that the severity of my sentencing is an egregious example of a system working exactly as intended that needs to be regrown from the seed. Hmm. Perhaps you have something there. Off with your head! You feel your clothing being pulled uh, up as you go. Uh, you're pulled away from Merog, no, no, and no, no, you no, even no, see no. Ignis fly out of the lighter and, and find yourself pulled into the wild. Ari? Ari? And she runs out of the room. Shrimp and Crits. We're here at episode two of R- R- the interlude arc. <laughs> Is there a dog in here? Was <laughs> was a, I was erasing my experience because I leveled up. So I have already lost it. Uh, <laughs> nice. I took a move from the professional playbook called Battlefield Awareness. You always know what's happening around you and what to watch out for. Take plus one armor, max two armor on top of whatever you get from your gear. So now with the buckler, I have an additional armor. So audience, now when we're in combat and you think about what Sarah looks like (laughs) as she's fighting these enemies, I want you to picture that meme with the lady from Arrested Development Mm -hmm. with all the math on the screen. That's Sarah at all times. You always say that that's the lady from Arrested Development. It's super <laughs> it's not. not. <laughs> Who is it? It's, it's somewhat random. It is not Lucille. Is it wait, not who, wait, who are we talking about? Oh my, god. oh my god. I'm Googling this now. We've had this conversation a hundred times. Who does Ian think Lucille is? 
the math the meme. math meme the woman Here. who's like oh so i just posted it in schedule up. oh that's not, not that's absolutely not who is that <laughs> <laughs> it's still blue. It's it is an older white woman, that's for sure. Oh, oh! I remember the last time this happened. I read up on it. It's from a no. It's it's from a Spanish soap opera. I remember mm. reading it the last time you made this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. <laughs> They're the same picture. This is this is exactly how we should record every episode. I'm just from... talking about pictures that we see. This is a Berenstein Berenstein Man- Mandela effect situation. I'm from a universe uh-huh. where those are the same person. <laughs> but not. I'm pretty sure you included it in one of our blooper reels too. So tell us about this anyway. new move. She gets armor. She already said it. I did. What else? Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to get it back on track. <laughs> My tear of hope is now more effective because it's got a little more Isolde inside of it, along with that gunky gunk. When it fits in theme with the expert, you're getting you're more of of like a battlefield tactician. You know what you're doing. You're not as uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how to yeah. use that shield. It's not just the shield itself. Yes. You're wearing a spangly outfit like Captain America. With your shield and your combat no. awareness. <laughs> We're in the same old ACDC shirt and yellow boots. Yellow pants. Oh boots, yes. <laughs> That's what it was. No it's pants. It's also yellow pants, I think. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> it's no pants. I'm Winnie the Pooing it all over the battlefield. Okay, okay. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Pretty sure we've made this joke too. So this is just a uh, this is just a uh, <laughs> real masturbatory episode. Move. Playing the greatest hits today. Yep. I'm gonna go to Sears to get a microwave. No. <laughs> God damn it. Hope you're ready to stop at Arby's on the way and have a zany time at Red Lobster on the way back. GPD, this is Sheriff Donnie Terrence. <laughs> God damn it. Remember when we used to do police codes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten four. Ten four, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll do one last police code just for fun. It'll be at a pivotal moment. Anyway, we also have a show for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think I'm gonna start actually with Ryan. Who's that? I didn't expect to be here today. Okay. Oh my Hello. god. Hello, oh I'm Ryan. God. I work at Rocco's Tacos. <laughs> I hate that in the fantasy world I put myself at Rocco's Tacos. I hate I was it. Say, I you hate could do much better. <laughs> I hate that. That's what I decided. Not Ricky's thick slice. <laughs> I, I hate. That. No, I I work two jobs. The American dream. So I work at Rick's Thick Slice and Rocco's Tacos. I still can't pay my rent. <laughs> Ian works at Thick Rick's Thin Slice Pizza just down the street. <laughs> We're never going to record this episode. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> so, Ray Ray, one of the reasons why you brought Calliope to New Orleans was she wanted to talk to her on the car ride, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so let's do that conversation. Also, that she's just a strong woman and backup. Sure. That is uh, in completely neutral ground with Genevieve. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah, I just didn't want to cut you immediately to Genevieve's house. Yeah. 
what is this car ride like? Do you think that it's like friendly conversation most of the way, or do you think it's like kind of weird? Uh, I think it's mostly Ray handing a bunch of different CDs and cassettes to Calliope. Just like put this, just put that one in. You're gonna, you're gonna love this. And then a lot of conversation. <laughs> okay, what are you? Sh- what give me like a brief overview what what uh give me like three albums you're putting it you're having calliope put in because i because she's gonna love whatever it is it's like her first experience with human music so she's like she's gonna love it uh it would definitely be jimmy buffett Mm. amazing which album i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you probably don't i don't know a single jimmy buffett album Uh, volcano Um, Ian, I know Jimmy Buffett albums. I was going to say Boats. (laughs) Just want the record to show right now. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. Uh, But I would say Kiss Destroyer. Nice. Nice. Uh, Kenny Chesney's License to Chill was one of them. Good. Clint would approve. God damn it, what Jimmy Buffett album would I pick? Volcano is the best Jimmy Buffett album. Why wouldn't you pick Volcano? Whoa, hot take here. Um, because Songs You Know by Heart is the best Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like, that like is, Volcano. And that is why, I mean, I love Volcano, but Songs You Know by Heart is the best Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> Roll chill some ass to see which which album wins. God damn it. Hey, you know those two properties that Jimmy Buffett owns, which is Cheeseburger in Paradise and Margaritaville? Those are two songs off of songs you know by heart. Yeah, I mean, I guess Volcano's not really... It was just the first one that came to mind. I mean, I love Volcano, though. Fins is on songs you know by heart. No, Fins is on Volcano. No, Fins is on songs you know by heart. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, Catherine, Volcano is on songs you know by heart. We're talking about the same album, but it's called Songs You Know By Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Search? No. Okay, well, then maybe this is the greatest hits. But I had this cassette. Probably a fucking single. No. Search Volcano Volcano Album by Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Yeah, I refuse. (laughs) It it was a cassette that I had as a child, but Finn's is the first song. (laughs) Anyway, well, clearly songs, you know, by heart. <laughs> God damn it. And yeah, she loves great, great choices. She loves them. She's <laughs> stoked, stoked to be there. Yeah, I think that she's just a uh, very, very pleasant. You know, Calliope is pretty easy to get along with. She's not a big shrimp. Oh, she is a big shrimp right now. In your passenger <laughs> seat. So I only listen to music when I'm in shrimp form. Actually, this is what she sounds like when she's in shrimp form. I only listen to shrimp. Bro, what? I only listen to music when I'm in shrimp form. No, I heard you, how are you doing that? <laughs> Our minds are blown. We just don't even know how you're doing Our minds that. are blown. That is so true. Okay, I, I will give Catherine this. After some Googling, Volcano is the original album. Songs You Know by Heart oh, is just his first wow. greatest hits. 
if you don't include that in the actual fucking episode, I'm gonna fucking mm. scream. Which it is kind of batshit that his, Jimmy Buffett's first greatest hits came out in 1985. I want it to be known. Sorry, Katie, I had time for the original argument, but I didn't have time for the resolution. I had okay. to cut it. I had to cut <laughs> it. it to be known that Katie knows more about Jimmy Buffett. Well, like the little bits of this argument throughout the whole episode so that the okay, have to wait to get it. Thank you for sharing this music with me. I'm just kidding. She's already talked while she's in shrimp form and it didn't sound like that. But that was fun. So, uh, I guess we haven't talked that much. What? If you don't mind me asking what you do the whole time, you, I'm not in gator form. I'm d- why am I talking like this? So, uh... <laughs> oh, I thought we were riding in the car in our monster forms to freak people out on the highway. Yeah, just something about Jimmy does it to me, man. <laughs> I, just, I, get, I get soaked. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I was chewing on my food. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> That's going to be a yikes from me, dog. <laughs> I've been Googling memes. So uh, I guess I haven't really asked you much, but what'd you do the whole time you were in there? I mean, you said you were in that disc for a really long time, right? Did you, like, know you were in there? Well, when Atlantis, when we cut ourselves off from the rest of the world, somebody had to stay behind to make sure it was able to reattach someday. And, um, yeah, I, I volunteered. While I was in the disc, I was in stasis, sort of like a deep sleep. So I don't remember much of anything. Do you know how long you were in there? I have a pretty good idea based on our original projections. Uh, the idea was to give... Atlantis as much time as we could to prepare for the impending war with the wild. We knew we'd have to return someday if we were going to survive. So um, I estimate thousands of years, your time, but time doesn't work the same way in Atlantis as it does here. You know, I've never really known much about where I come from how me and mama got here um i will say full disclosure where we're heading is the one other person i know that's like me yeah uh but we don't quite see eye to eye Uh, this might be too personal of a question um but are we going to see your mama (sighs) dang that'd be great wouldn't it uh, no. No, Mama's Mama's been gone for a bit. Yeah, I was afraid of that. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Going to see Aunt Genevieve. Hopefully just Aunt Genevieve. She's the only other person I know that's like me, like Mama, outside of the cousins, but they're soft can, and I don't really like to talk to them because <laughs> they're... Really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, while I had the gym, I checked, and it 
and it and it said that there were <laughs> there were no cousins in this world. Oh, well, that's a big relief to me because I just hope they were a fever dream. <laughs> uh, but things might be tense, <laughs> but I, I feel like I don't want this to sound bad. I just I feel like you might be the piece that I need to talk to this woman. Well, I mean, I was totally ready to kick your ass, so I'm pretty sure that both of us could handle her, whatever. Yeah, go ahead and keep that mentality, because this is either going to turn out good or we're just going to have to kick some ass. Um, So I wanted to ask you, your your mom had the gym, right? She was the one that gave it to you? Yeah, that's it's another loaded question, but yeah, my uh mama mama left it for me she didn't have she wasn't like me though uh you mean like with the the bunch of like the bunch of little arms or like the shiny skin oh uh no uh pretty much exactly exactly like me and you don't know where she got the gym from uh to be honest when she was alive, I didn't know it existed. But, you know, as I'm I'm sure you know, the wilds got a lot of strangeness to it, which I still don't really exactly know what I'm talking about. But I, I, I found it. And, uh, yeah, Mama wanted me to have it. Well, I, I don't know exactly where it came from. Um... But, I mean, I do know it came from Atlantis, and I could look into it if you wanted me to. Uh, you know, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Let's just go deal with this. I appreciate the help, by the way. I imagine you were put away for so long, you might have wanted a nice little road trip anyway. (sighs) Ray Ray, I... Well, I mean, most of my family is... Probably gone, or at least different since I've been in stasis. But I don't know. All I really care about is that the next few weeks go according to plan and I can be with my people again. I think we've got this. You know, Atlantis, I don't know that much about the wild. It seems like Atlantis and the Overgrown, we all, we're both just out here trying to make it. And I know a lot of the wild is, too. It's just about getting rid of the people that aren't. Say, can you put... Can you flip it back to that... You want to hear Love Gun again? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Ari, you find yourself in a frigid, dark wood. Your feet crunch into the permafrost beneath you. It isn't snowing... There is nothing so beautiful as snow here. Not a speck of green on any tree. Your sense of smell and sound is sucked up into one dominating feeling. Cold. As you get your bearings, there is no sign of your companion Ignis, but you can hear them calling out for you from no particular direction. You can feel unsympathetic eyes on you. Whispers all around you are bringing back old memories. 
there. Staring from between some frost-coated trunks, you see his wicked grin. What's his name? I will lead you up and down. Is he, like, far away from me? He's, like, ten yards away. Oh, okay. Hello again, good fellow. Is there um, a reason for this palaver, or did you want to congratulate me on saving the world? <laughs> it wasn't a joke, but okay. He disappears. Ah. I draw my sword and kind of look around as if I'm about to get shot by another ice beam or something. Uh, you look around and you see him again on the other side of the uh, the area where you are, uh, still only a, about ten yards away, and he goes, I will lead you up and down, and you may, you may definitely roll, read a bad situation. I'd love to, thank you. Well, that's four on the dice, plus two is a six. You're lying because you want to fail. I'm not, actually. This is a one and a three on the dice. I would never lie to you, Ian. I do want to fail, and I'm glad it happened. (laughs) Well, you fail. I don't have any luck to spend to (laughs) fix this problem, unfortunately. His eyes glow, all of them, all of the many, many eyes of Goodfellow, and his mouth starts to move, and you hear this, and more and more of him begin to appear around you in a circle. Can I react to this? Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to stick my sword in the ground with uh, as much strength as I can muster here and burn everything. Three harm area. Just like shoot it out from the center. Uh, yeah. Roll it. Use magic. That's better. Uh, eight on the dice. Plus three is eleven. Amazing. So uh, this energy just shoots in this arc surrounding you, and all of these copies, these iterations of Goodfellow uh, are gone when the light of the magic fades. I do tire of your tricks, old man. In the distance, you finally catch a glimpse of blue light, but it's far, far away. There's no immediate fellow around me? No fellow. I'm going to sprint towards the blue light. You begin running towards this flickering blue light in the distance, uh, but another flash of blue appears and an icicle shoots out in an intense speed through the trees and hits you in the shoulder. Take three harm. Wow. Hard move, huh? Uh, Flying at you from the source of this missile is a little blue fairy with a pointy blue hat and a frozen mustache. Twelve eyes that span across his face in no particular pattern. Harry <laughs> Green! What a pleasure it is to see you here of all places. I don't think you really mean that. He begins spinning his hands in just kind of uh, wax on, wax off kind of patterns, uh, and white mist is forming there. You said there were some barren trees around, and we're in the wild, so things are a little bit easier here. I, well, they used to be. I'm going to try to trap him in place by having the trees kind of bend and hold him in place so I could get closer to Ignis. Uh, yeah, okay. Roll use magic. 
Oh, and also, since you got hit with a cold attack and you're in Jack's realm, uh, instead of taking minus one forward, you're going to take minus two forward. Tell me that after I roll. All right, so with minus two, that turns what I rolled into snake eyes, plus three. (laughs) Oh. It was four. Well, it's been fun playing with you guys. I leveled up. Yeah. Uh, That's a big yikes. Sure is. Didn't know about that minus two. Yeah, well, you do now. Yeah, tell me after I I make an idea. I like it. He's always had these abilities since, but you've never actually fought him. You've always been able to just kind of repel him or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Not so much. You start to kind of place runes in the air, um, starting to uh, weave some kind of magic here. uh, And I think you see that blue runes come out from the darkness and hit your runes as you make them and just cancel them out totally. And by the time you realize this is happening and that your magic isn't going to take hold here, Jack Frost is finished with his spell. He uh, has kind of weaved together this, um, uh, like a hanging white-blue cloud uh, in front of him, and he just (sighs) blows and this winter wind uh, just wraps itself around you. And I want you to roll plus tough here. I'd love to, Ian. My tough is minus one. Is it minus three? Or just the minus one and I have? Minus for tough. two was forward, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's five. Minus one is a four. I guess I'll just go ahead and check another experience point. We're really crushing it. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so you try to shake this off as it's happening, but you uh, notice that your body is freezing solid. And before you know it, you are totally unable to move. With that, we're going to move on to Sarah. Hey. You come in from your walk with Brittany, and I don't know, she probably had to go to her job or something. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) She didn't just, like, abandon me. Uh, No, she has to go work at her very important nurse job. Yeah, makes sense. You return to the infirmary to find that... Everyone's gone. (laughs) Pretty much everyone's gone. (laughs) Um, Is anyone here? Seeb? Seeb's gone. Rooster? Rooster is not... Marog? (laughs) Is anyone here? I just remember talking about how Rooster might have a thing for Calliope. Oh, yeah. Well, that was Rooster um, the next tomorrow. I guess technically tomorrow morning (laughs) when Ray Ray leaves for Ray Ray hasn't left yet. To be fair, okay. because we're a little wonky with our timeline right now because Ray Ray leaves tomorrow morning for New Orleans. But you don't know that. But. I think him and Calliope have already left the infirmary. This It's during the day. We're not at nighttime right now. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the only person that's still in the infirmary is Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> Billy? <laughs> Can I call you Billy? <laughs> he it makes it a little less awkward. He looks up from his work. He's scribbling in a big book pretty furiously. And he he goes, (laughs) I suppose Billy will do. 
Um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing the tome that Ari will need to defeat Goodfellow. Is this like one of those situations where you like write the story and it will come true? Um No, I'm writing the story without Goodfellow and Ari will need to use it uh, sort of as uh, he will destroy it and use it as a weapon. I don't know. I'm not a fighter. I'm just making the book. Ah, <laughs> I still don't get it, but but I trust you. Well, I don't know if I trust you really, but but you're here. The chronicled are the chronicled because I wrote their story, but it's the words that give them the power. That is how the magic of the Fae works. Oh. I make them chronicled, but how often the words are digested is what makes them powerful. That's why Goodfellow is more powerful a chronicled than, say, Sieb, who is just uh, kind of chronicled. <laughs> okay. I wish you were here. I would show you an example. See, I could take this fork and stab it into his shoulder, and it may take some doing to get the thing pierced into his flesh, but it would eventually pierce his flesh and he would bleed. Whereas if Goodfellow were here and I could use him as an example, the same fork would just never pierce that flesh, you see. Well, well, I would love to see that. <laughs> well, why don't you wrangle them? Bring them both here and I'll take this fork and show you. Now, may I please... <laughs> Work on my book here. Yeah, sorry for bothering you. You didn't happen to see where anyone went, right? There was some magical sounds and some clamoring about and something about maybe Ari disappeared and then Sieb and the blue one, uh, Merog, ran off together and now no one's here, but I didn't get details. I didn't get anything specific. Perhaps call them on their cell phones. <sighs> I, don't, I don't think Ari has a cell phone. How do you know about cell phones? I know about almost everything. Okay, well that, I guess, makes sense. Okay. Okay. You, wait, wait, <laughs> you said Ari disappeared? I mean, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that, uh, yes, I, I guess I know that. Yeah, you just said you know everything, so tell me what just happened. <laughs> I don't know. I miss. I, I rarely do this. As I'm about to say. I misspoke. This, like, um. never happens. <laughs> okay. I know about things, but I don't know everything that happens. I do tend to catch wind of it if it's a good story, so I'll tell you if I hear anything. Oh, all right. Did did Ari canonically get a new phone? Did we ever talk about this? Um, Let me open up the canon of Ari. Flip, yes, flip, please. flip, flip, flip. No, he never got a phone. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna go find someone else now. <laughs> let you get back to it, I guess. 
Thank you. Um, yes. Oh, also, this perhaps should go without saying, but I was joking when I said, bring good fellow here. You know that, right? Oh, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. So, yep, not going to do that. Great, great. I'm specifically here to stay away from him. Oh, I, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> good, good. Thank goodness. Okay, bye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> so <laughs> where do you go? <laughs> what do you do? I guess I want to kind of look around and see if I can find Ray. Because I want to ask him if he knows where Ari went. I guess I could just call him. Uh, yeah, you could call Ray. God damn it, that sucks. What? <laughs> well, it's just what? weird, because currently, when we move back to Ray, it will be tomorrow when he is in New Orleans. Seab has a cell phone. Do I have Seab's number? It would be weird if you didn't have Seab's number. Plus, it's written in lipstick on the mirror in my bathroom. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 All right, I... You could call Seab. And you could call Ray. It's just weird because you'll have to edit things around. I don't know what I'll have to. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do. You can call either one. Who do you call? <laughs> Hold on. I got this. I got this, Ian. OK, call Ray. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You want me to call Ray? He does. I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> I guess I'll call Ray. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, hello? Hey, Ray. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, I, I can't answer <laughs> oh, the phone. I can't answer the phone right now. Um, I hate you. Probably, probably <laughs> sleeping or on the retreat or something, but, uh, just, uh, hey, I'll text you. God damn it. Or you should, like, text me if it's important or something. Thanks, bye. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Did you do you hang up before leaving a voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call Seeb. I have neutralized the situation. Oh <laughs> Thank you. God. I appreciate that little, <laughs> sweet little plot nugget. <laughs> Hello. Don't you fucking do it, too. I feel it coming. Don't you fuck with me. Sarah, what are you talking about? Is that his voicemail? It's just... Uh, see, is this really you? We should have a passcode. Of, of course, it's me, Sarah. I don't have where time the, for this. Where the hell is Ari? I'm just kidding. This is... <laughs> <laughs> you would not mention Sarah in voice. Sarah's the only one that calls me because Ari doesn't have a phone and Ray doesn't use his. God damn. Please leave a message at the tone. Beep. Beep. I hate this bit. This bit is horrible. You could try calling Marog. I definitely don't have her phone number. Hello? Stop. <laughs> you will not you will not get me a third time you will not <laughs> marog calls you just kidding your phone rings oh my god okay <laughs> hello sarah god 
Dang, I've been trying to call you for days. I knew it was about to happen. Where are you been? This was my last resort was go see Donnie. I couldn't find anyone else. Well, now that doesn't feel very good to be your last resort. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the camera. (laughs) Now I was just calling to tell you that your car warranty's running out. (laughs) (laughs) Donnie, I was just on my way to see you. Are you at the office? Sarah. Sarah. Or are you at home? Sarah. Donnie. Please do not lie to me. I, I mean, I was. I was looking for my friends first, but, but I couldn't find them, so I was going <laughs> to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I'm assuming you know more about what happened the other day uh, that, uh, than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some things to discuss. I I really was on my way there. I was I was just trying to catch Ray at the retreat before I left, but I can't seem to find him. Yeah, why don't you come on by, Sarah? Where are you? The department? Or are you at home? I'm at the police station, yeah. I'm at the station. That's the word I was <laughs> said department. Are you at Macy's? Are you <laughs> well, at Sears? <laughs> it's real dark in here, Sarah. Was it always this dark in Sears? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll be there in like twenty minutes. All right, you better not speed now. I want to text Ray first before I get on my motorcycle. What do you text Ray? Ari is MIA. Billy says he disappeared with a bunch of question marks. Any idea? Question mark. Wow. Okay, let me just observe <laughs> that Sarah has vastly <laughs> improved <laughs> as a texter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this I is the that. clearest indication of your playbook, The Expert, that I have witnessed so far. <laughs> oh my god. So true. All right, we're going to move on to Ray Ray. Ray Ray, as you're pulling up to Aunt Genevieve's house, you notice that you missed a text message from yesterday from Sarah. Oh, dang. <laughs> well, that's fucked up, man. You don't even look at your phone? Canonically, I don't. Yeah. Also, in real life, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We know. You can respond to Sarah if you'd like to. Um, this is all in text. BRB. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This is all in text. All of that. (laughs) Okay. The the um included just um (laughs) BRB. (laughs) <laughs> 24 hours later I do love the idea that Ray Ray's like oh Ari's always missing <laughs> no this big is ex- deal this is ac- exactly why I didn't bring him here <laughs> anyway at Genevieve's house may once have looked like a lovely southern home for a young family but now the paint peels from the harsh ocean air The mosquito screens around the porch are frayed in more than one place, and the edges curl outwards. Dozens of empty planters sit on sills. Some have dead remnants of unkempt flowers. Some may have never been used at all. There's an old rocking chair flanked by a terracotta pot full of cigarette butts and some empty wine bottles. What do you do? 
Calliope, you might want to... Oh, hell, I guess it brought you all this way. I won't tell you to sit here, but... This might not be pleasant. I mean, I can wait <clears throat> here until until you need me if you want. I'm happy to provide backup. Yeah, you know, I'll be right back. I'll I'll tell you when to come in. Okay. I'll roll down the window, and if I hear any commotion, I'll join you. Yeah, trust me. It won't be hard to hear. Um, BRB. <laughs> nice. I will get out and approach the front door. Okay. What do you do? I knock. There's no answer. Come on, man. We'll see if it's locked. The door is not locked. All right, I'll open it. Inside the house is an absolutely disheveled mess. Every surface is covered in junk. Dirty dishes on countertops and in the sink. There's even stuff piled on the couch. A single spot cleared off for Aunt Jenny to sit and watch TV. Uh, hey, did I catch you at a bad time? Oh, she's not in that spot. It's just a spot, one spot cleared off. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like saying it out loud in the house. There's no answer. Genevieve. Crickets. Well, can I get a roll? I don't know how to say what I, I, I want to see if... Aunt Genevieve is in this house. Uh, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Okay. Ooh, that is a 10. Nice. Hold two. Where did it go? You've noticed the layout of your mother's bedroom. Intuition tells you that maybe these two girls came up the same way and have similar habits. So you look in the closet in the spot where your mother would have kept her suitcase and you see a ginormous mess. You see uh, clothes half hanging off of hangers. There's way too many clothes kind of shoved into this closet. Uh, there's stuff under the clothes, um, bags, uh, you know, uh, boxes, all kinds of just crap. Uh, maybe there's even like a Dinklebox Nucleator 5000 or whatever the fuck. Um, just a bunch of junk. <laughs> Where your mom would keep her like good luggage, her traveling luggage, is an empty spot in the shelf above the hangers. So where did it go? Away from here. Hmm. Where the fuck are you? You do have one more hold. Damn, this is hard, actually. <laughs> mm. What happened here? So clearly she took a bag, so she chose to leave. How can I say this? I think that there are clues that she planned to be away for as long as she needed to be away. Maybe, like, her electric toothbrush is off the stand, so, like, she didn't just take a travel toothbrush. She took, like, she took that. She, uh, you know, there are some nice everyday objects that are clearly missing from their place. 
And with that, I will also say that you hear uh, the Ravan's horn begin to honk from outside. Oh, good. She is here. Uh, And I will run outside. You get outside and you see not Aunt Genevieve, but a man who now has turned toward the Ravan and is beginning to walk to it. He's a half-devil with a bowler hat and a suit. This is Mr. Bose, the devil baby of Bourbon Street. Well, I guess you'll work too. Bose, ain't it? Hello, Ray Ray. You're keeping different company these days. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could... You could say that. Could you get her to stop honking that horn? Hey, hey uh... Calliope, I appreciate you. I won't say he's great, but he's... I was hoping for this one, too. There's somebody... I I wanted it. There's somebody else coming! You did a... You did a really good job. Thank you. You got it. Do you need help? I don't know, Mr. Bose. Do I need help? Depends on how this goes. You come as a friend or as a foe? Well, you tell me, man. How you been? Things have been pretty good without your aunt here. Where's she at? Any idea? I've got a pretty good idea. You don't want to tell me that, do you? Well, what's... I'd just like to know what's in it for me. Well, what you up to today? You want to go grab a drink? I came all this way. I think he ponders this for a second and says, You know what? Sure. That sounds like fun. Good deal. You lead the way. Here, let's, uh, let's get in the van. There's plenty of room. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Calliope, by the way. Hi. Uh, what's your name? I'm Mr. Bose. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we got a whole lot to talk about. And he directs you to Bourbon Street, New Orleans. A crocodile, a shrimp, and a devil walk into a bar. (laughs) And you're clearly in New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. This is fun. I'm having fun. happen if the whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show. It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we are a little bit of Sicilian little goofers. Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they, them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, who is a vigilante who wants 
wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become one. I'm Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and has to make up for it. My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. Hello and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. We want to thank you for listening and wish you a happy new year. Happy, 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 happy. So many happies. Thank new you, Ryan. Year. And Cap, I want to off. I want to <laughs> emphasize. Hello, I would like <laughs> to emphasize word of mouth, please. I want to check that out. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch out those. Um, I don't have anything funny. <laughs> watch out those. <laughs> what should we watch out those? As always, I want to emphasize word of mouth. It's very important to tell you people, and I know that you are. I know that you are. I see you out there. I see you out there on uh, the dying machine of Twitter. I see you on Tumblr. I haven't logged into our Tumblr yet, but I'm sure you're there tumbling about us. When you're on Tumblr, scroll right past the boobs. <laughs> and then? And then just share our stuff, too. <laughs> or tumble it. I don't know how Tumblr yeah, works. Tumble, do you tumble you gotta things? you got to tumble it. You can't you, just you share tum- it on do you Tumblr. Tum- no, you do you it. tumble it? What's that? Yep. I'm too old. Is that really how uh-huh. it works? Yep, do you totally tumble it? it. Okay. We're doing a new thing where we do our listen parties in our own discord server so uh you can join with a link that's in our show notes or hit us up on social media and we will give it to you or whatever you need from us Uh, and you can come into our uh our discord server and hang out for the listening parties it's super super fun uh so we would like to see you there as a visitor it's free (laughs) i don't think ian said that (laughs) Oh yeah, it is technically our. That's fair. It is technically our Patreon Discord, but uh, you'll get in there and you'll get a special role called tourist, where you, all you can see is the listening party. You won't get any of the cool benefits uh, of our Patreon, but you will be able to see our announcements. So if you're like scared of the whole social media situation, uh, you can keep up to date with our announcements on. You know something that's not going to go away unless Elon Musk buys Discord. <laughs> Never. Fingers crossed. Which we've got a fifty-five forty-five chance. That's not how. <laughs> is He's that right to... math? Nope. Is that is yep. that the right math? You nailed it. 45? Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be sixty-five forty-five. Sixty-five forty-five. Oh yeah. Wait. No. No. no you're right. No. Wait, what, I'm just no, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Here, tripping grits, we like to go. Uh, <laughs> Did you just say tripping? <laughs> what did you say? I'm tripping. We like to. <laughs> I'm tripping on. We grits. like. Yeah. We like to go 110. percent Uh huh. Anyways, you can find us on all those <laughs> social media uh, uh, extravagant websites at s h r i m p a n d c r i t s. To my knowledge, we haven't. We've maintained that handle across all social medias, except for our email, right? That's true. We are shrimp and crits on everything. (laughs) 
We (laughs) are branding masters. Which, hey, if you're shrimp and crits at Gmail, fuck you. We're we're fucking coming for you. Give it to me. (laughs) Please. Thank you. If I have to type podcast one more goddamn time. (laughs) Okay. We are a bi-weekly show that releases on Mondays. Our next episode will be out on January 16th. We will see you at that point. But we won't, because we're an audio medium. Time time is a void. Time is a valuable thing. Time. Watch it fly by. No. <laughs> end it, end it, end it, end it. <laughs> You're still frozen. Let's move to Sarah. <laughs> you are frozen. Ari, you're frozen, and it sucks. Well, this sucks. Uh, you can see directly in front of you. Your eyes are frozen open. Jack Frost is gone. You see Goodfellow walking up to you. Well, Ari Green... You've uh, found yourself in quite the little bind here, haven't you? Oh, oh, you can't respond, can you? And I think that, like, every fiber of your being wants to fucking uh, wreck him. You you are tempted, but unable mm. by your vengeance <laughs> drive here, which really fucking sucks. This fucking sucks. Don't worry, I... I don't plan on doing you in this way. I still want you to live to see my great plan unfold. And I think he, at this point, has his face, like, really close to your face. And he starts to, like, Cheshire Cat-style disappear, where you can still see some of his features as he does this. And as he... Uh, becomes more and more opaque, you can see a blue light with little green flecks flying towards you. Ignis sees you and frantically rings out as Goodfellow uh, finally fully disappears. Iggy flies up to you and is like kind of zipping around your body, like trying to figure out how to uh, how to save you here? I mean, Ignis's drive is to guide you when you're lost, and they just want so desperately to guide you out of this situation. And uh, the ringing becomes more and more desperate and, and frantic and upset. Ignis flies kind of up to your, your chest, um, like right into this hunk of... Uh, ice, uh, where the ice kind of comes together. And Ignis, again, out of desperation, glows brightly. The, the green becomes more prominent as this luminous burst just grows and grows. And you start to feel some warmth. And the ice begins to melt. 
Thank you for weakness. I'm gonna try to cut a tear. I think before your arms are free, mm-hmm. before you're able to grab your sword, there is another blue spear of ice that juts out from the darkness and it goes into your chest. Oh my god, come on. You look down, wondering if your body is numb and you just don't feel that pain because you're still partially frozen. Uh, You look down and you see the flickering ember that is Ignis lying in the ground beneath you. Ignis, what is wrong? Kick it up. I think for maybe the first time since you've met Ignis, when you've addressed them, they don't make a sound. And they're like on the ground. You just, you don't see Ignis. You see uh, through like the frozen crunchy leaves beneath you. There's just a waning blue light that's retreating into the, uh, the the foliage. I'm gonna try to heal Ignis. I mean, I'm just gonna. We're in the wild. I'm gonna put my hands out in that direction and give everything I've got to heal Ignis. Roll it. It's eight on the dice plus three is eleven on the smite sting. You push your healing magic into. The, down into the ground before you're even completely thawed out uh, you are just trying everything you can here before you even worry about yourself uh, and the magic pulses into the ground and you see it unable to really find anywhere to go it sort of uh, starts to go out in all directions and then kind of instinctively shoots back in all this green energy uh, shoots back into you, and you are healed for three harm. No, 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 Ignis. Get up, please. I need you, Ignis. Get up. <laughs> Ignis, please. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> you see Jack Frost up there floating in the trees with this devilish grin. I would like to use the move I took for my level up, please. Oh! The apotheosis move is a move you can take advanced as a hex that is a little bit different than a lot of other playbooks. It reads that you become a terrifying font of mystical power. Uh, You enter a state where you have immense power and zero interest in the well-being of other people. You get a lot of magical abilities and what is removed from you is the human element I would say Um, you can't use the protect someone move whatsoever and you have all of your temptations as a hex yeah this green magic flows from you from every part of your body it just it twists and turns its way up Almost like you need to exhaust this from your body because there is so much just pure, raw, unadulterated green magic in your veins that it needs to leave your body. And you 
are you're tempted here very much so although i don't think you're going to try to roll to resist it you are tempted by both power and vengeance here you want to use magic to exert your dominance over another uh, and jack frost is right there so i think what happens here um i don't think there's really any sort of role for this i'm just going to start floating off of the ground as the wind kind of picks up my coat and I begin to lift and then a tear is going to open behind me and I'm going to fall through it and appear directly behind Jack Frost. (laughs) Yes, I have plus one ongoing to do everything is what it says. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's eight on the dice plus four. So twelve. You appear right behind him, and I think he thinks that you fled. Uh, so you have a minute here to just carte blanche, what whatever you want. I well, this is almost reminiscent of the brain freeze. I think I'm gonna. This is a nightmare. I want to grab his shoulders, almost like quickly turning him around to face me, and then just green magic pours out of my mouth like a ray of pure magic and just melt his face. (laughs) I don't know. Is this, are you kicking some, is this magic? Yeah, so it's plus weird to kick some ass instead of tough. And it's innate magic. And it's three harm whatever properties I choose. So I'm going to say ignore armor for my first property. Um, Intimate, obviously, for this attack. Um, And messy. Well, if it's whatever properties you choose, I mean, you know his weakness. Yeah, I think this is like a green fire breath weapon. So heat, messy, intimate. I don't think heat's a tag, but I guess it can be. I mean, it doesn't say tag. It says whatever properties you choose. That is 100% true. Good point. (laughs) Uh, So I think it's going to kind of come out like green molten splatter. Ari's pissed. I think his mouth like extends to a horrific nightmare opening and it just like smoke and fire green just melts. I'm going to attempt to melt Jack Frost's face with fire breath. Roll kick some ass, but plus weird. And plus one on going. <laughs> For everything. <laughs> Moves wild. Yeah. Seven on the dice. Plus four is 11. All right, choose an extra effect. Oh, wow. It's kicks some ass. Holy shit. Yeah. I've never done this before. <laughs> I would like to inflict terrible harm. Uh, that makes sense. When this molten green energy... Uh, disperses. I think that the ice on any of the trees and the ground around you is uh, you can see that the surfaces are slick. You have melted sort of the general vicinity's worth of ice. Uh, you look at Jack Frost and his face. Uh, it doesn't even look like skin melting off bone. You, It looks like melted ice uh you see he is he's essentially headless i think there's fragments of his head 
kind of jutting up in the back. Uh, and he is hurt pretty bad here. Um, he's going to turn around and start to try and defend himself, but I think it's a pretty futile effort. He is nearly dead. He does turn around, and he's not going to get an Ice Spear. I think he has to be able to focus to do that. Um, but he is going to get his Nose Nip attack uh, on you. He <laughs> sort of flicks his fingers at you instinctively, and you feel this little tinge of cold um, hit you, and even hits you where that uh, shoulder wound was. Um, it says to harm here, cold. I think, I even think here that having used this heat attack, I don't think you're going to get the minus two forward from this attack either. Um, is he trying to run away? I think he is. I think that he, like, kind of pushes himself off of you, and he can't even see. He hits a tree, um, and sort of even more of him kind of cracks and crumbles off um, as his, like, ice body is uh, is coming apart at the seams. I'm just going to hold my hands up. I want to try to trap him in those trees. Okay. You do roll. Use magic. Seven again. Eleven. Okay. I think that from the frozen core of these trees comes ice. I think you wield this ice against him, and it reaches out and freezes. He stumbled into this tree. It reaches out and grabs his wrists, and he is now essentially one with this tree for the moment. He's trying to yank his arms free. Until next time, Jack. And I'm going to snap his neck. Whew. Beyond human limitations, I'm just going to twist it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely kicks some ass. Is it? I mean... I don't know, it's up to you. It's not right? a weapon, so you're not yeah. doing harm. But I am innately a magical weapon. I won't even make you roll here because kick some ass requires you doing harm each other harm is established you do this you snap his neck and he just crumbles into the ground beneath you real quick i'd like to see if there's any discernible sign of ignis immediately you look back to uh, where ignis was dwindling into the ground and you see a colorless moat of flame rising up like a like a spirit from where Ignis had been lying, and it immediately begins flying in a particular direction. Follow it. So, Sarah, you head to the GPD, and, um, yeah, Donnie is there. I've been thinking about this. I think that Greg is there, too. I've been trying to figure out in my head <laughs> where Greg's at on his camera. On his character journey. <laughs> you think Donnie let him back into the police force? Yes. <laughs> I absolutely do. A hundred, a hundred percent, I think. What I'm trying to figure out is if Greg would come back right away or if he needs, like, a mental health break. <laughs> but He just asked if he could wear the robes while he works there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Donnie is punishing him by burying him in paperwork. So he's like at a desk, just going through press releases and trying to organize this massive mess that is all the crap that's happened to Gullicochka recently. Ouch. 
Hey, Sarah. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> that sound truthful. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Donnie's back there. Uh, he's been waiting for you. Are you okay, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to tell you the truth, I don't really know. Okay, good talk. <laughs> um, nope, have nothing else nice to say. Okay, I'm gonna walk. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You can't win them all, buddy. <laughs> Maybe next cult. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> well, I, I, I know I sounded sarcastic, but I mean it. I'm, I'm glad you're not drowned. You really shouldn't join cults anymore, though. It's not it's not cool. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I guess uh, so much has been going on recently. I, <laughs> I don't know. But I think I'm glad I didn't die. Well, that's kind of sad. Maybe you should talk to somebody. But not me. <laughs> but not me. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Isn't that just sort of what's wrong with our society? You oh know? God. Uh, <laughs> Everyone no wants you to get better, but no one's willing to actually be the one to talk to you about it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he just solved society's <laughs> problems. <laughs> you close the door <laughs> behind you into Donnie's office. <laughs> Damn. Okay, I walk into Donnie's office. Well, 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 look who it is. It's me, a Sarah Pay. <laughs> <laughs> very cute, very cute, Sarah. I like that. Um, now, I've been waiting for you to come in here and explain to me what's going on in Gullicoach, because I can only say Shark Attack so many times, and, and quite frankly, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I saw a shark, and it melted on me. And it was hot and stinky. It was a bunch of trash, wasn't it? Well, how did you... Oh, that's right. You know everything. Hmm. That's right. You're Sarah Payne. You're the expert about everything that's been going on. So why don't you just tell me? Why don't you just say it outright? Um, in about a week or so, um, the world as we know it will end... Because <laughs> what we know as the wild is going to take over um, here, which is, which is what we call the overgrown. Hmm. The, 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 uh, the world is going to end. Um, well, unless we do something about it. <laughs> you couldn't live with that? Have you seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Yeah, I see. I've seen the second one. I missed the first and the oh, third. Okay, never mind. <laughs> That's kind of weird. So wait, are you saying that Gullicochica is like Helm's Deep? Whoa! We stand on the ramp covered in orcs, <laughs> and we're the only thing in between dis- utter destruction and our salvation. Sarah has tears in her eyes. She's so proud of them. You know, you're not you're not far off. Okay. All right. That 
that's it? <laughs> Are you... Put me to work. Oh, my God. My hands are your hands. <laughs> they move. A little dramatic. A little <laughs> Nope. <laughs> they move with your commands. Put me to work, Sarah. Okay. I need you to gather up as many, I don't want to say fighters, but as many fighters as you possibly can. Okay, I've got like eight people in my karate class. <laughs> okay, do they know how to shoot guns at least? Or oh, sure, sword? guns are guns are easy. You just pull the dang trigger. <laughs> um, man, I wish the cult hadn't all died. At least they knew some magic. Yeah, that's a real waste of talent. Asking a karate person to use a gun. <laughs> Okay, they could they can use swords. <laughs> the cult members didn't all die. Okay, well then can you rally them up? Anyone that you can possibly think of. What about people that can't necessarily fight good? Like, should I are they more in danger here than anywhere else? Like what what should we do for the civilians? Oh, shit. Maybe that is what Donnie needs to do instead, is get people out. Yes, Donnie, I'm talking out loud to myself. It's fine. That's okay. I do the same thing when I'm trying to think of what to say. Okay, we have maybe a week. Do you think you can gather up as many people that be willing to stay and fight as possible, but then also evacuate the civilians? Hurricane protocol. Lord knows we've had one or two of those this year. Uh, but it, last week, that was all part of this, though, right? With the trash sharks? Yeah, the the weather and the sharks and the... We were able to stop it temporarily, but, I mean, it's just, it's still happening. That was because of Atlantis. <laughs> At 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 what now? <laughs> Atlantis is trying to was I should say they're not anymore. We stopped that at least, but they were trying to take over Golkochika. But we stopped them, and now they're on our side because we can make them a pocket dimension with a lot of fancy magic, and then they don't have to take over Golkochika. But then it doesn't matter because the wild is going to take over everything anyway if we don't stop them. Huh. I feel real lightheaded. <laughs> it's really good that we got Atlantis on our side, though. I feel better already. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. You understand? <laughs> uh, a little bit of my predicament, Sarah. And I know you usually handle the weird side of things, and I handle the normal side of things these days. Um, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to tell the media? You know, like, I can't just say like, hey, I know the weatherman ain't reporting no hurricane, but me, I think there's going to be a hurricane, so we need to evacuate. You see what I'm saying? The normal and the weird are about to collide really quickly. And there's nothing we can do about it. So 
I mean, lie to them, Donnie. I mean, it's lie or it's fucking they find out. It's fuck around and find out time, Donnie. <laughs> That's the point we're at. Either you lie to them now and save everyone or you don't. And they're going to find out anyway. Say it's a gas leak. Say we're doing police training and we need the whole city. I don't fucking know. Sarah. Sarah, I, I think you have the answer in there. Do I? <laughs> you said the normal and the weird are about to collide. It's true. I, I think it's time. Oh, don't. That you and your people get in a room with Don Sajak and, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, and Johnny oh, Metters. Oh, oh, I knew Metters. it was coming. I was about to say, put Johnny Metters on the mainstream media. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> We need to get the normal people and the weird people <laughs> on the same page. We got to get these people talking. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Don's number? <laughs> That's like the only number in my <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> With that, we're going to go to Ray Ray. So, Ray, you arrive at Bourbon Street. Uh, Mr. Bose leads you down an alley, a creepy alleyway between two establishments. Uh, he leads you down some stairs and in through what looks like an entrance into a kitchen. But then you find yourself in a dark, subterranean, speakeasy-style bar. And everyone there seems to know Mr. Bose. Like, they let him right in, and he walks right up to the bar. You come here often? You could say that, yes. What was it you wanted to chat about, Ray Ray? No, just wanted to catch up, you know, grab a drink. Dang, this is a fancy spot, ain't it? Uh, I guess I can't really get a sex on a, on the beach around here. What's that? What's that dark rum drink? There, there's a lot of dark rum drinks. A dark and stormy. Uh, yeah, that's it. A dark and stormy. Hey, yeah, can I get one of those? So we got a lot going on uh, back home, and it might be of interest. Well, really, to the world, I could really use all the help I can get. And I think it's in the best interest of you and Aunt Jenny that we get it figured out. Well, I sure am interested in what you have to say about this, but I'm afraid that Genevieve is out of my reach at this point. Where'd she go? I just want to know what she's up to, where she went. Ray Ray, in my line of work, you are a particularly... Difficult customer. You're unwavering in your principles. Mostly you can be tempted to indulge in a greasy meal at Arby's. Occasionally you can be swayed towards inaction. But your Aunt Genevieve is an easier code to crack. Her temptation is a lust for power. And she has built her entire life around that need. So when I found her broken of spirit, demoralized by the hands of her nephew, all I had to do to get her out of my way was to point her towards another source of strength. 
And that was the wild bites. Well, I'm sure she tried a wild bite or two, but I did send her to the source of that power. If you want to find your aunt, you best start looking in the wild. Huh. So what's your angle, Mr. Bose? What what do you get out of everything? I've heard the stories. I know most of them tend to be true. There's stories about me, too. You were born here, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what is the, uh, the devil baby of New Orleans, whatever it is? I just don't see what you have to gain from the wild. Oh, I have nothing to gain from the wild. I have everything, or I had everything to gain from getting Ginny out of the way. You see, she was my boss, and now it's the next man up. All I ever wanted was control over my home. Now, tell me, and I already know the answer to this. This whole wild bite thing, that's all good fellow, right? Yes. Yeah, good fellow, or Puck, as he likes to call himself to his pushers. As far as I'm concerned, he's a dealer of chaos, and the more wild bites hit the street, the more chaos there is here in the overgrown. You know what's on its way here, right? I may have heard a few things. The wild, good fellow, all of it, they want us gone. So that's real cool, that's real good, a real good plan that you got to take charge of your home. (laughs) But you just gave them Genevieve to basically make sure that none of us have a home. Now, tell me, Mr. Bose, where do you think your place is going to be? when the wild takes over this world. It's not necessarily my problem until it shows up on my doorstep now, is it? (sighs) Yep, well, you probably got about a week. Well, you know, I think we're going to go. I've got a lot to take care of. But think about what I said. And you know, good fellow, probably a whole hell of a lot more than I do. But... This thing's going to be on your doorstep a lot quicker than you think. I think we can help each other out. Why don't you roll manipulate someone? Plus charm. (laughs) Please don't suck. (laughs) Please don't suck. That's an 11. Minus one, it's a 10. Okay. I don't know that he says much of anything. I think that he looks at you with an unwavering stoicism. He says, if you must be off, I'm sorry to hear that, but the drinks are on me today. I appreciate it. You know where to find me. I'm going to be getting ready for this thing. You can too if you want. But wait, I haven't finished my dark and stormy. I, I guess we can awkwardly hang out for uh, for another minute. I did have a, a really good just a closing line, but uh, yeah, you know, can I get another one? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Saints are going to win the division this season. Tom Brady, be damned. 
Yeah. You could probably use some help, bud. I'll see you around, Bose. So, Ari, you are... Still cross with you. You are following this colorless wisp through the winter court. And as you go, the forest begins to shift slightly. It becomes less totally barren. It becomes uh, just a little bit more living. You start to pass by some buildings. Some are on the ground. Uh, Some are built up into trees. Some of these buildings are small huts that are seem to be totally suspended in spider webs. And before you know it, you come to the center square of a town. Ignis's lifeless form mm. floats into a lantern that hangs there. Oh land in front of the lantern and just kind of put my hand on it to see what's happening here. Why don't you investigate a mystery? Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Five on the dice, plus two is seven. Hold one. Where did it go? You look into this lantern and you see there's a glow here, but it doesn't seem to... I'm trying to figure out how to describe this effect. Um... Like, the lantern is providing light, but it's not bright. It's not warm in any way. Uh, And you look into the lantern itself, and it has that same kind of colorless flame. And as it flickers, it seems to do so in, like, a soft stop-motion kind of style as opposed to, uh, you know, the flowing um, dance of a fire. You can definitely tell that Ignis went into this lantern, but that that's not all that's there. I'm just going to like put my head against it, put my forehead against it. And I'm sorry, Ignis. I, I got distracted and I let you die. I'm sorry. You hear a twig snap. You turn to see what it is and you see a white stag. And that white stag steps towards you and shifts into sort of a humanoid form uh, in this same slow stop motion visual. And you see before you an elf. If Robin Goodfellow sent you, I would turn back now. This is a very bad day for me. I would prefer if neither me nor my children would ever interact with the goblin named Goodfellow. Is there anyone else around at all? <laughs> I don't want to talk to this deer. Is this no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, they said my children and I'm looking around. You see, yeah, you see some people milling about, um... This it seems like everyone in this town is an elf. Um, most of them have dark skin and kind of silver hair. Um, there are uh, enormous. You when you look around, you see enormous spiders um, 
up in the treetops kind of just chilling in, but they all seem to be watching you. Uh, and you also see someone kind of milling about the well that's at the center of this town. I, I wish this town no harm. I, I just followed a friend. And I'll tap the lamppost. You see now that she's holding a staff of sorts. It is, it's most broad where it touches the ground. Stays fairly consistent as it goes up towards where she's holding it, which is about shoulder height. And then it continues upward, but becomes rather thin to the point where it uh, arcs and is uh, kind of like bouncy at the end, if that makes any sense. And it has a little hook on the end of it. And she uses this hook to grab the lantern off of where it is currently hanging. Please do be careful with that. You were Ignis's friend. I'd really like to think that we still are friends. Ignis guided you for a very long time. Yes. A wisp is a wayward spirit who found their way through the darkness in a trying time. They return the favor to those who need it. This was the last of Ignis's guiding light. And they led me here. Why? This is the end times. You must have heard what's happening here in the wild. What's happening in the overgrown night need Ignis now more than ever. Why did they bring me here? I think she furrows her brow a little bit. Um, and as she does this, this doesn't seem to be something that she actively does. Um, but the lantern glows a particular color. Uh, not blue, um, perhaps orange. A wisp floats out of it and starts making its way out into the woods surrounding this town. And she looks at you and she says, I don't know you and I don't know why you were brought here. But perhaps there is a reason. My name is Ari. Thank you for being kind. Have you any idea what that reason may be? She smiles sadly. I'm sorry for your loss. I feel that loss too. Thank you. But perhaps you should speak before you leave to my friend. The orange wisp. Uh, the orange wisp is long gone. In fact, since you saw that orange wisp form in this lantern, other wisps have been born in similar fashion. Uh, purple ones, uh, other blue ones that you can certainly tell are not Ignis. And you get the sense that uh, this is where wisps are born, that mm -hmm. this person is a wisp mother. Who is your friend? Ebasa is our leader here in Wishing Well. Most travelers that find their way here want to look in Ebasa's well. Thank you. Again. I don't know what I can do to pay you back for this, 
knowledge. But I will speak to Obasa. You owe me nothing. You were a good friend to my child. As they were to me. I'm gonna like whatever the appropriate formal if it's like a bow or a hand to your chest or whatever it would be in the wild of someone you respect. I'm going to do that and then make my way to Abasa. Yeah, uh, Abasa is the figure that was standing, that was milling about over by the wishing well. Um, and they look at you, and they're wearing uh, these nice flowy robes that seem to be some kind of shimmering material. Greetings. It is good to finally meet you, Abasa. My, my friend Sarah has told me much about you. Ah. What would be your name? Oh, I don't know why I would think you were omniscient in some way. My name is Ari Green. Well, Ari, have you come for the same reason as Sarah? I came here to say goodbye to a friend. And I haven't brought any change. This well requires no tribute. It asks nothing in return. It's merely your choice, whether to look or to leave. I wish to look in the well. What could go wrong? I'm going to look into the well. Roll plus weird. Uh, six on the dice plus three is a nine. Oh, wait, I have plus one ongoing forever. That's a 10. Oh, yes, as this green magic kind of blows out. I think that Abasa raises an eyebrow as the magic that's pulsing out of you kind of goes into the well a little bit, sort of tainting the water with your own magic. The water swirls, and it's kind of a lot of shades of darkness, some silver mixed in, some darker blues and purples. And it swirls until a shape begins to appear. And the shape slowly becomes more apparent to be a face. And the face looks more and more unpleasant the more it comes together. And eventually, you're looking at the face of Goodfellow. Burn everything. I'm gonna unleash the green magic into this well. He said the name. He said the thing. Get it? He said it. <laughs> I do it every time. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think since you're not hurting someone, you're just uh, blasting out on this well. The green magic that you had uh, flowed into the well itself uh, pulses outwards, and these stones fly wayward, and the water starts to soak into the ground around it, and it becomes more of a puddle, and you have destroyed Ibasa's well.
or a hand to your chest or whatever it would be in the wild of someone you respect. I'm going to do that and then make my way to Abasa. It's both hands on your butt cheeks and then you <laughs> <laughs> hold it. Don't thrust and bring it back. Hold it. Slap them together. <laughs> Nobody wants to be serious today. <laughs> Hey, I had a very good scene. <laughs> yep. I didn't. I would also like to have a very good scene. <laughs> well, I didn't put both of my hands on your butt cheeks. <laughs> Ian did it. Hey, I wrote this. I wrote this in whatever arc it was that Sarah went mm. to this town. Kielbasa. It just didn't come up until now. 